Hey, everybody, Dave Hagan here. How much is enough? Enough what? That's today on the Financial Wellness Podcast. Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. Here is your host, financial problem solver and talk show host, Dave Hagan. Hey, thanks, Nick. This is the Financial Wellness Podcast coming at you. I'm Dave Hagan. With me today, Brian Reed. Brian, welcome. Hi there, David. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Always fun to get together, hang out, and talk about some of this this stuff. Uh, Today, I want to talk about how much is enough? And I've been thinking about this uh, for the last couple months. You know, recently I saw a video on YouTube and it was a video of a TED Talk. And whenever you see a TED Talk, my first uh, thought or impression is, here's someone talking who's smarter than me, so I better listen. <laughs> hard, hard to get to, uh, to do a TED Talk. You got to be really smart and you got to be cool. And the topic was, how much is enough? And he was talking about how much is enough income, how much is enough return on investment, how much is enough rent on something that you rent out, how much is enough. But I started thinking about it in the, in the more broader sense, how much is enough in so many areas of our, our life. Now, some of these answers are, are, uh, some of these answers to these questions are kind of easy, like in the financial realm. We've talked to all of our listeners about this. You know, three to six months income is enough for an emergency plan. 10 to 12 times annual expenses is enough for life insurance. 25 times annual expenses is enough for retirement. 7% on investments is enough if you're looking at over the long term. Zero percent is enough debt. I mean, some of this is kind of simple, and we like to keep it simple so that it sticks in people's minds. Financially, those are some numbers that are enough. And these are nice, easy financial rules. And I'm not a big fan of complicated calculations. You know, I saw a recent article, 2017, if you call that recent, in Forbes, written by a fellow named Scott Spann, S-P-A-N-N. Check it out. It's a great article. But he talks about calculations and ratios and index numbers. And I thought, wow, that's really cool. That's really sophisticated. That's really helpful if you'll sit down and do them. I didn't. I went, oh, okay, I get it. And I didn't. I didn't, like do any of the math. It's just too complicated. There's just too much to check out. And, you know, um, there's a, there's a ball game that's coming on and there's stuff that I need to do. And I want to go out and and walk or run or all these other things. And, um, I you know, I just didn't take the time, but if you're the kind of person that likes to look at stuff like that, check it out. Forbes magazine, 2017, Scott's man. But the things that I like to remember are the, the quick, easy things. Three to six months income emergency plan, 10 to 12 times annual expenses, life insurance, 25 times annual expenses, you can retire, 7% on 
Good enough return on investment. You don't have to kill it. 7% is okay. If you're getting 7%, actually, you're doing pretty good. 0% debt. Easy things to remember. I could tell someone that if I walked up to them in an elevator. And that's, that's why I like it. It's simple. But this also caused me to think about other concepts of enough in other areas of my life. How much is enough free time? I don't know. I, I think we could do a whole episode on that because I always wonder, am I goofing around too much or am I goofing around just the right amount to refresh my brain? How much is enough free time? There's tons of stuff on the internet. I'm thinking about that. We're going to do an, an, a whole show on that. How much is enough car? I don't know. Uh, I, but I think we all need to think about that. How much is enough house? How much is enough physical fitness or health? How much is enough vacation? Interesting. How much is enough to give back? I mean, these are questions that help us balance the totality of our lives. The financial stuff, we got pretty good numbers, pretty good guidelines. But these other things in our life, how much is enough? I think it helps us balance. Now, when I was younger, man, the sky was the limit. Enough was I wanted it all, right? You remember, Brian? <laughs> How much do you want? I want it all, baby. I want everything. I want it all. I want a house overlooking the Pacific Ocean. I want one of them Magnum PI red Ferraris, right? I want to be 210 pounds and running daily. I want to uh, play scratch golf. You know, I want to retire at 40. Uh, when, you, when you're young, you want it all, and that, that's good. Of course, now that I'm a little older, my dream is kind of the same, except for I also want a jet, right? <laughs> we're, we're in L.A. We're not, I mean, I was driving yesterday and just bumper to bumper backed up. What a crazy, crazy thing. It was the middle of the day. Now it was a Friday, but it was the middle of the day, and it's like you can't get around. And it was probably made even worse by the fact that, you know, the, the president was in town and they, they close off blocks of the city. But it was absurd trying to get around. So, I man, yeah, I want a jet. I, I'd like to have a jet. But really, how much is, how much is enough? Well, then, isn't there also a, enough on the bottom end? Because you're talking about high end right now. You're talking about you want the house. You want the car. You yeah. want the jet and come on dude do you really want a jet you don't want a jet be honest <laughs> no i i really would like to have a jet but is that is that part of my enough no it's not i mean i'm, I'm kidding in it's, fact i i think that your definition of enough changes you know over time when you're younger a lot of it's material stuff and uh, you know as you kind of work your way through life enough starts to talk about some of these other things you know free time and experiences and you know some of the other other kinds of things because yeah because there's enough on the top end, but flip the equation around. Think about it from the other way. What is there enough on the bottom end? Ooh, I had what to... what is what yeah. is enough? Is it just you know, if you're in a, a car accident and yeah. your leg is pinned and you're bleeding out, you'll sacrifice your like your leg in a heartbeat right. <laughs> to live. You'll I'll figure it out. Right. Life without a leg, fine. Right. But I want to live. Right. So life is enough. Right. Now I hadn't I hadn't thought about it in terms of a bottom end. Wow, that blows me away. Is there you know, are we making decisions on these enoughs that we believe in 
at the bottom end as well. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're going to die and you're pinned in the car, and uh, you know, five minutes before enough might have been two legs, uh, and once you're in that car accident, you're stuck. Maybe enough all of a sudden because of your circumstances, enough becomes well, you know, one leg. Wasn't there a, a movie about that uh, where the guy was uh, like a rock climber or something, and he got pinned and uh, oh, there, yeah, that he uh, Franco. Um, wasn't wasn't that a movie he was in? And he cut his leg off or his arm off. I think off he cut or, his arm off because yeah, yeah. he couldn't get out. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. was like, I got to live. So enough, I mean, I didn't think about that till just this minute, but enough maybe was one arm for him in that circumstance. Um, so I don't know. I don't I don't think it's the same all throughout your life. And enough has kind of changed for me over, over time. It kind of ebbs and flows depending upon what's going on in your life. But wow. What is, you know, what's enough? I think that's an important thing to ask as we are, um, you know, moving through our life. I I don't want it to blunt anyone's drive for success because for some people enough might be a very high bar. But um, I think it's an important thing to think about in terms of uh, keeping things in, in perspective, you know. I think a little bit further down the road, you start to think of enough in terms of how hard or long you'll continue to work. If you're ready to move into some other phase or do something else. Uh, but I think that this concept of enough is something to ponder and meditate and, and think about in terms of uh, life balance, even certainly in terms of life balance. So, hey, Brian, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. How much is enough for you? Um, I'd like to have two legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd, I, I, I'd like to keep that. Um, it's, it's like you said, it changes with almost every day. Certain, there are truths that I think exist for all of us. Sure. Um, enough is your family. That's, you know, things that are good in and of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, or if your family's totally out there, maybe enough is just Christmas. Just <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's family. Sometimes. Just Christmas and Easter that's, and that's uh, right. yeah, twice a year. Yeah. And let's, that's, that's, and that's enough with that, my family. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, my family's awesome. But I think it's, uh, it's interesting in terms of, you know, looking at our, our life, our financial life and, and other aspects of our life. Um, and, and as we're putting together that plan and that plan changes over time, but how much, how much is enough? And it's important to just be asking the question. I think so. Because you're forcing yourself to think critically and actually not just wander through life aimlessly. Yeah. It's what, what we've talked about before on, you know, who's driving your car? Yeah. Who's, who's driving your life? Right. Or is you know, the advertisers? Is, it your, is your boss right. driving your life or are you driving it? Right. And it's these kinds of questions that, you know, like it or not, you're in the driver's seat. Right. You got to drive your car. What, what, you know, what do you care about? Right. You've got to think about it. What's enough for you? And how do you put together a plan to, to get to that? I don't know. I think that's an interesting thing. And I've been using that question in the last couple months, ever since I saw that, that uh, TED Talk um, over there on YouTube. Um, how much is enough? And I think it's something to continually 
pondered. Don't get all freaked out, everybody. Don't be walking around in a, in a daze going, enough, enough. <laughs> but it's something to occasionally step back to and go, well, how, is that enough? How much is that? Is that enough? I don't know. The financial part's easy. It's the other part that takes a little more you know, thought and, and soul searching and, and um, uh, perspective. I don't know. That's my thoughts on how much is enough. So let's change gears here just a little bit. Uh, you know, Brian, last week uh, you weren't here and we, we had this guest in the studio talking about financial adversity. We had Daniel. And, uh, if that was his real name. If that was his <laughs> real name. And he was talking about his, you know, his, his journey down into the black hole and, and coming back up. Um, you didn't see us actually doing the interview live, but you've, you listened to it. Then what do you think about that? It was, uh, it was a good interview. It was interesting to, you know, hear it from someone who had been through it. Right. Um, you know, he's just a good dude. You could hear it in his voice mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. had his family, his kids, his wife was just trying to do the right thing, mm -hmm. was trying to provide and started, you know, his own, his own business. You got to have all of, uh, you know, these, you know, normal day jobs. Cause mm -hmm. he was a, he was a police officer, wasn't he? Yeah. And well, he wife, was in enforcement, enforcement. Yeah. He was in law mm -hmm. enforcement mm -hmm. and his wife was a social worker. Social worker. Yeah. And then, you know, he started the own business to supplement mm -hmm. the income mm -hmm. and you know, life, life happens and there is no blueprint for business. Uh, you know, every business is going to be different and he got in trouble and he, you know, it's not like he would, didn't try. It's not like, um, you know, he, he intentionally made mistakes. He did his best and it just didn't work out for him. And he went into that dark financial hole. Yeah. 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 I remember, and you know, and he, and he gave it a shot. I remember years ago I was consulting with a guy and, uh, actually we were, we were taking him into a, a bankruptcy and he had, he had wanted to pursue a business project and he had put together a um, he'd licensed rights to a book and he was going to turn it into software and sell the software. And, uh, but it didn't work out. It, you know, it was a spectacular, um, misadventure and it, it ultimately put him into bankruptcy. I said, wow, do you regret even, you know, thinking about this, this idea for the software? And he goes, not at all. I'm not happy to be here at all. Don't get me wrong. But he said, at least I tried. So many of the people I work with, we get together at lunch and they go, oh, if I could do this or that. And he says, none of them did that ever. They just kept showing up to work the next day. But I tried and it didn't work. And I learned a lot. And I may try something similar <laughs> down the road, <laughs> knowing that I could do a better job because of all the stuff that I've learned. But you know, he didn't regret the time of the experience at all. And it, it, it seemed to me uh, that that's what... Uh, one of the messages that, that Daniel had from his whole experience was I learned from it, I'm bigger, better, stronger because of it, um, even though it was an extremely difficult thing, you know? Um, I also was, was blown away by, you know, he, he came up with some summation points at the end of the interview, mm -hmm. and, and that was exactly what I had written down without even having talked to him about you know, what we were going to talk about. Nice. And I had said, well, here's some things that I would do. You know, man, I said at the top of the interview, um, Hey, I can think of things that I would do, things that I would advise, but let's, let's get, let's get it real from someone who went through it. And, you know, he said, well, I, you know, I understood the cause and I owned it. 
That was, you know, the second yeah, thing. Yeah, he, he definitely owned he it. He definitely owned it. And he set up a specific plan to deal with it. You know, it's like he was uh, relentless almost in terms of getting back and not getting knocked down again and, and learning from the experience. So uh, I thought that that was pretty interesting that we would come to some of the same kinds of conclusions yeah. from different spots. You know, myself being the, the advisor or maybe more the academic type uh, analysis and his coming from the, Hey, I lived it. You know, this is my life. This is the way that it happened. Um, I thought that was, uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. Did you notice how long that interview went? Um, it was longer than our normal shows. Oh, by but far. Yeah. Quite a bit. It went really how much? I was like 45 minutes. At really? Four, six, 47 minutes. Yeah. And we, we try didn't and, even notice. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, we didn't even notice here. We were just talking. <laughs> also, we turn around. Whoa, this is, this is longer than a uh, TFWP is supposed to be. But, uh, uh, it, it just, I thought it was interesting and we kind of lo- lost track of time. I thought it was, that was kind of interesting, um, uh, too. So we've got some more people that we're going to, we're going to bring in an interview, uh, on other topics, obviously, but, uh, uh, I thought that that was pretty interesting and, and, uh, yeah, we, we, we missed you, but we, we, we came up with something without you. <laughs> hey, it was a great episode. Kudos to you guys. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I, I appreciate you being here and you're really good, but not, not that good. Not that good. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't, okay. Aren't we out of time here, Dave? Why am I getting my butt kicked? <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, we are. We are out of time. And thank you for uh, bringing that up. Hey, everybody. Uh, we'll talk to you next time. This is Dave Hagan, and you're listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast. You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. As an additional bonus, each month, Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications. Let's listen in now as Dave answers some emails. All right, Brian, what do we got? Well, Dave, we've got one from... uh from Jeff. This is actually a little sad. Um, he writes, hi, Dave. One of my friends recently lost his brother, uh, to suicide, leaving behind a wonderful family with three kids. Apparently he had racked up a large amount of credit card debt, overextended himself and never even told his wife. Um, he writes any advice, what are her responsibilities now in regards to his financial accounts? Wow. So sad. So sad. I leave behind a a wife and, and wife and kids. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I'd advise you to do a number of things. First of all, um, you know, get out a couple pieces of paper and on the first piece of paper list assets and on the second piece of paper list debts, um, you know, see if there's any life insurance proceeds that should go on the, um, the asset side. Uh, is there equity in the house? You know, is there equity in the cars? Those kinds of things. And then, uh, on the debt side, uh, a list of all the debts and, um, for each debt, you know, who signed for it, whose name is on that account, not who was an authorized user on the card necessarily, but whose, whose name came on the account. Cause we need to know who, 
um, you know, who's responsible for that. And then we need to know what assets are responsible for paying some of those debts. And, and then she really needs to go and sit down with, uh, you know, with, uh, with an attorney or an accountant and kind of schedule that out. If, you know, and it's going to vary from state to state. Uh, states have different laws. This might be analyzed and discussed differently in a community property state, which are primarily states in the western part of the United States, as opposed to you know states back east. But uh, if she's not contractually liable, there might be some ways that she could um, not have to worry about that debt. Um, if her name is on all the debt and she signed and used that, of course it says, I guess the email says she didn't know, um, you know, that might be a, a different analysis. And then the, then the thought is how much of the assets of the various assets are, are available to satisfy that debt. If there's not a lot of assets, um, it might be that there's nothing to do. Or if her name is on the debt, it might be that a bankruptcy is something that, that might be in order. But she's going to have to get her arms around, um, you know, both those situations, assets and liabilities, and then sit down and talk with someone and come up with a, um, come up with a plan. Um, wow, pretty tough. It, it's all on her, and, um, you know, we, we wish her all the best. Dave, we've got a, uh, uh, an audio clip next, I think. Let me uh, cue it up here. Hello, Dave. This is Matt from La Cañada, longtime listener, first-time caller, uh, 61 years old, uh, gone through a long-term marriage divorce now, and starting over again. And the big question for me is, uh, I certainly want to, as you mentioned very early on in your uh, early episodes, create an emergency fund, but I'm not even sure who do I, who I go to for that. For example, do I put it in a bank? I started looking at places like Ally online because it looks like they have some things that can produce some minor uh, or small amounts of interest. Anyway, very curious as to hear your opinion and your advice as to what do you do when you're starting over later in life. Thank you very much. Enjoy your show. Take care. Bye. Hey, thanks for the uh, the audio question, Matt. Appreciate it. Uh, Wow, kind of uh, you know, bummer on the divorce, or maybe congratulations on the divorce, whatever the <laughs> whatever congratulations, the, whatever the circumstances may be, and uh, uh, you know, congratulations on uh, you know coming out and and moving up on the upside now. So pretty exciting time in your life. Also, wow, congratulations on um, you know getting a hold of the cash flow and starting to put some money together for an emergency fund. The hardest part about an emergency fund is holding back those first dollars for yourself. Easy to talk about, but talk is cheap. Uh, you're doing it, and uh, that that's really cool. So I think your question is, where do you put the money? And um, I can think of a couple of things. First and foremost, you could, you could put it in your pocket, uh, but you're not going to accrue any interest, <laughs> right? And if it's in your pocket, if you're anything like me, you're going to want to, you're going to want to spend it because I'm a, I'm a spending kind of guy, you know? Uh, so I wouldn't do that. I mean, you could uh, keep it as a reserve in your checking account. Wouldn't do that because you, you, you'll spend it. If you, again, if you're anything like me, you don't want to keep uh, too much of a balance in your, in your checking account. Move it off to a savings account. Well, now we're starting to get a little warm. You know, you could just go to a bank and, and put it in a savings account. You get a separate statement. Don't even necessarily look at the statement uh, every month. Just keep putting the money in there until you know that you've got enough for your, uh, you know, your emergency reserve. Um, I like that. You'll get a little bit of interest. Banks aren't paying a lot on savings accounts, but it's a possibility. 
um, you could go to a, a brokerage house and uh, no, don't buy stocks with it, <laughs> but a brokerage house. Brokerage house, will, they have uh, savings account kind of devices. They have uh, accounts that are connected to the, the Dow Jones. They, uh, uh, you know, and again, you don't want to be in stocks, but they, they, they're pretty fluid. Um, and uh, so I think those are the kinds of things to look at. And there's, there's places, there's Schwab, there's, uh, you know, there's Ameritrade, there's all these places. You don't want to be in a fund that you can't get at, but they have, they have liquid funds and they'll pay you interest, probably a little better than you'll get on a, um, you know, a savings account. Um, you know, going back to the, to the bank, you could, you could do a CD, but if you break the CD, then you don't get the interest and da, 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 da. I wouldn't do that. Um, I think I like, you know, brokerage account. I think you said ally, um, in the question, uh, you know, probably not a bad, uh, uh, choice, although I know very little about them specifically. So check them out. Um, but I think that, you know, some kind of an account that you're going to get a little better than the savings, but it's got to be definitely liquid. You got to have to, you have to set it up so that you can get to it at a moment's notice if need be. But, um, I, I love your thought process. I love the question. Um, you know, appreciate you being a long-term listener. And uh, if you got any more questions, call in. We'd love to hear from you again. Um, it sounds like you're kind of taking this to heart, Matt. And uh, I don't know about you, Brian, but I'm digging it. It's, uh, it's, it's well done, buddy. Well done. Keep yeah, it up. Absolutely. Absolutely. We got any more time, Brian? We are out, out right. of time. Let's wrap it up then. Um, hey, check back in in the next couple of weeks. We're working on a couple of things you might find really interesting. Um, I want to uh, uh, do uh, one of the next couple of shows about uh, this concept of how much is enough free time, leisure time. Too much, too little. You watching a little too much TV, too much uh, Kardashian show, if you know what I mean? <laughs> or are you not allowing yourself enough time to relax? I've always found that an interesting balance, and I want to spend some time with Brian kind of talking it through and hashing it out. Um, so that's coming up. Stay tuned. This is Dave Hagan, and you've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast. You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Remember, Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications or share the podcast via the app with your family and friends. This is your announcer, Nick Appel, wishing you every financial success. <laughs>